0: Welcome to the inaugural episode of Black and White Brunch. I'm Joe Crawford. So what we're going to try to do here is, I don't know how often, maybe once a week if I'm lucky, just either grab a black and white issue from the black and white boom of the late 80s into the 90s, or a black and white issue from anywhere. doesn't really matter. Or work on the massive amounts of showcases and essentials I have laying around so it's gonna be a nice little short one and done episode hopefully each time and just something that we can talk about you know a book that I picked up for instance what we're gonna be talking about today I uh, had picked up a stack of black and white comics from you know that that boom era from our local used record store the other day and the one I picked up is the retaliator and this book was put out by Eclipse FX and came out in July 1992. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't realize that Eclipse was still publishing that far into the decade. I thought they were kind of wrapped up by then. But this looks like this is kind of, you know, towards the end of Eclipse's run. Um, and they were trying to, you know, compete with things like Image. And uh, the changes that were coming over from the X-Men lines and the, the artist with the more extreme kind of violence and, and images. So anyway, this book is called The Retaliator. It's issue number one. The story is called Avenging Angel. script is Valerie Jones, pencils, Tom Simonton. inks Gary Yap, letters, Mindy Eisman. So it opens, we've got this guy, and he's looking at a picture of a little girl. And he seems to be like kneeling in an alley or something. And he says that her name is Kelly. And he grabs a knife, and then he exits. Next we see a little girl, and I'm guessing this must be Kelly. She's bruised and kind of battered looking, and she's playing with the doll. Her mom comes in, and she also looks a little worse for the wear. and she goes, Kelly, dinner time! And there's a stereotypical kind of balding, grody-looking husband sitting in the chair with a beer. What the hell, Martha? You too good to call me to eat dinner? And right then, bang, this avenging angel who had been earlier kneeling in the garbage crashes into the house. Are you Richard Davis? What do you want? Are you? Yes. Who are you? You want money? No, I want you. Kelly Run to the bedroom. Get my gun. Go. Don't, kill Kelly. I'm not here to hurt you. Only him. Just go back to your room and wait. I'm going to take the pain away. You bastard. And he stabs the guy in his leg. And it's pretty vicious. I mean, it's like right through the like top part of his thigh. You cut me. Jesus. Martha Ray, call 911. And um, I'm going to try to leave out some of the language in here because I do have a kid who I, as you know, podcast with. So uh, it gets a little a uh, little bluer than I'm going to go. Uh, and Martha Ray uh, is leaning up against the wall. Sit in the chair, Martha. Don't move from it. Leave her alone. Run, woman. Come back here. You want someone. <laughs> He's telling her to run and come back here, but whatever. And then uh, the avenging angel, basically, he tells Martha that, you know, he is going to take out the husband and she will no longer be abused. But the one thing she has to do for him to do it is she has to watch all of it, no matter how bad it gets. And he proceeds to slice the guy up. And, of course, Martha watches. So, turn the page and now we have police interviewing Martha. Did you recognize him? Did your husband have enemies? Someone he may have had a fight with? No. This man. He beat your husband to death, Miss Davis. Are you sure you don't have any reason why? He told me why he done it. He said it was for Richard hurting me and Kelly. Hiya, Larry. Joe. Bad beater, huh? Yeah. So did you know him? Did you hire him? And so they're just interviewing the widow, and she tells him, you know, this guy, he was like an angel. He came in, and he rescued me and my daughter. So then we uh, go from there, and we see what the police are doing, and they're wrapping up. Uh, One of the policemen, of course, is really gung-ho on catching the guy, and the other policeman is like, well, maybe this guy is actually doing some good. And they're discussing it over dinner. And basically, like I say, they're just kind of saying, like, I believe in it. But I don't believe in it, you know, just one of those back and back, back and forth kind of things. And as they're talking, he points out, did you see her face? I think it's seen a lot of rearranging. Anyway, it's a vigilante you're dealing with, Oscar, like a character in a Jim Thompson novel. A not very nice guy right and wrongs. And the waitress says, more like Batman from the comics. Esther, you're right, a vigilante like Batman. The other cops like, you call him a vigilante, I call him a killer. I'm going to collar him as soon as he makes a mistake and turn the page and we see our Avenging angel walking right past the diner where they're eating he jumps into an alley and he gets surrounded by some you know stereotypical hoodlums uh, leastly uh, it's a nice diverse group uh, we've got a couple of different races Uh represented here so it's not just one race they're picking on it's just you know hoodlums in general one of them has a skull with an x tattooed on the back of his head and his shirt says uh, king's revenge another one has a vest that says loco one of them has a iced tea tattoo on one arm and nwa on the other so after they confronted him and said give me your dough the guy our avenging angel of course isn't going to give him any dough for one thing i don't think he has any and he uses his knife, he beats up the good guy, slices one of them in the face, crack, and runs away. He sneaks into someone's house, washes off their, washes off his knife, looks at the picture of the father, mother, and children and says, Are you good to your children? Is this yet another house of pain? Or do you protect them? If you don't, I'll be back. So he's really... Laying it down, this is what he's all about. He's there to protect wives and children from, you know, people who would be abusive, either fathers or husbands. So he leaves the place that he broke into, and you see him in an alley. He's digging in the trash. Uh, He finds a half-eaten sandwich and a cookie. He sits down and eats it and then washes his hands, goes into the childware administration office. And they seem to know him here, so this is obviously a place he goes fairly often. He goes in and meets with a Dr. Richard Tannen. Hello, Johnny. How nice of you to drop in. Have a seat. How are you? I dreamt last night. I dreamt a man came to me. He told me to take off my face just like that. I did. Then he handed me a steaming towel. I put it where my face had been. I walked to a mirror. When I took off the towel, my face was made up of strips of newspaper moving like tentacles and reaching towards the mirror. I woke up. That's quite a dream you had. How did you feel when you awoke? Like yesterday had come again. Yesterday? Yesterday I gave back to a man what he had given to his wife and daughter. He didn't want to take responsibility for his actions, but I did. I see. So did you let him live? Every man must be judged for what he is and treated accordingly. He took their past. I took his future. Were you seen? Only by the survivor and the innocent. And you got away safely? Where right rules, estate, and degree of power is preserved. Ah, Nietzsche. You could reconsider my offer. I could find a homework for you again. And this is where we find, even though he looks like an adult, I'm starting to wonder if maybe he is a teenager and, uh, He's not as old as we thought he was initially. I have a home on the streets. It's where I belong. We won't argue. How did you feel yesterday? Angry? Revenged? Satisfied? Justice was done. She won't be hurt anymore. So I'm wondering if he came from an abusive household. That might be something we find out in a future issue. Might she not suffer by your depriving her of her father? No! It is rational. He was corrupt. She will understand. Later. You know that. All right, Alright. And so, as he's trying to calm him down, he opens up his drawer and he pulls out another case. And he's got a case where it's sexual abuse of two little girls and their uncle. And he says to him, Will you kill him? A lifetime marred by someone's desire? It's serious. The payback is high. Indeed. I see you again soon? Sure, Dr. Tannen. Johnny, I see your dream as awareness that the media has noticed you. Don't fear that, it could be helpful. Perhaps those who would commit such wrong acts will be warned off. It could be preventative. I don't know if I buy that. Think about how many crooks Batman has to deal with. Everybody knows about the bat, but they keep doing crime. Prevention isn't good enough. And then he leaves the doctor's office and he looks down onto his notebook where he'd been writing about the notes of the interview and says, subject aware of press, look into reporter, daily news, essay a success, subject embraces philosophy. philosophy no ambiguities so obviously this guy is happy that he's going out and killing people uh for abuse and he's you know really pushing him towards it so uh next thing we see a reporter and he's uh you know on the phone and says yeah yeah come on you could do better than that didn't i break Getz? didn't i get you the inside track on that guy who boiled his girlfriend's head no this is better How do I know? I know. This guy is going to hit again and soon. The Davis woman will talk. The kid, too. Run the story, Mo. You ain't going to regret it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, perfect. And you can see that he's working on some headlines. Avenging Angel Saves Children. Modern Day Peter Pan in New York Neverland. Final Justice for Battered Kids. Thanks, Uncle Mojo. You're a pal of an editor. Bye. And so last thing, we're back to our cop. Gail, I'm on my way to meet you there. See you later. And he gets off the phone. Hello, Capone, you're on your own tonight, he says to his kitty as he leaves. Jesus, maybe this guy's got the right idea. It's a lousy world. So the cop, as you know, we'd said earlier, is kind of sensitive to uh, what the guy's doing. And so we see our avenging angel once more under a darkened bridge. He reaches into his pocket. He pulls out his knife and another name. Sarah, Amelia, Sarah. Next issue, My Little Sunshine. And that's it for this issue. So we've kind of got our setup, our character, and what is going to happen, you know, probably issue to issue. So we're going to be dealing with the press. We're going to be dealing with the doctor. And we're going to be dealing with the cop who's running to get him. And the cop who's probably running to get him but also is kind of sensitive to what's going on. So, how was it when it's all said and done? Um, well, I could, like I say, I could definitely see where they're going from this. They're doing the grimy, the gritty. They're trying to compete with image, and I'm, as we know, they obviously didn't make it. Eclipse effects. If it made a blip, I had never heard of it. Uh, it's got a really nice cover. Tim Bradstreet. Um, I'll post that uh, on Twitter with uh, the episode listing, and um, I don't know. $250 for this book back in the day seemed a little pricey. I, I thought it was well worth the dollar I spent. The art isn't super special, but it's good, and the story is pretty straightforward and easy to follow. You know, you could do a lot worse if you're digging in the old back issues and you run across this black and white book. So, Retaliator, I'll give it like a 3.5 out of 5. It was enjoyable. And thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back with something next time. I don't know if it's going to be a comic book from an indie uh, creator or if it's going to be something from Marvel and DC published in one of their essential showcases. But I promise you one thing. Next time we'll see you. It'll be all in black and white. Have a good day.